You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. We really do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Oh, every day. Touchdown. You are locked on Packers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski and I cover the Packers for SB Nation and Packer Report. I cover the NFL around the internet. And you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and let then tell them Locked On sent you. Today on the show, we are going to talk about the Packers hot list. The hot list. Let's do this. The the players, really the the board, the only board you need. And it's going to go up on Acme Packing Company. If it's not up already, it's going to go up by the end of the week of the players using that composite board from um, The Athletic. But even if you don't want to use those rankings, it is the group of players that you are most likely going to see the Packers draw from. Now, there there will always be some outliers, right? Um, They're going to be guys that they pound the table for. And that's just that's going to happen. Um, But. I think this is going to give you a pretty good understanding of the the, the pool. And then also the, the range of where Green Bay is picking. You go, okay, if we have X amount of grades on these guys, who are the guys that could fall? Who are the guys that could be there? And if we wanted to trade up, how does that happen? And if we want to trade down, how does that happen? That's the perspective from the Green Bay front office. I actually want to start, though. BetOnline.ag came out with some player props on location so where guys are projected to be drafted and i thought okay let me look at the guys that they have around where the packers are picking the caleb farrelly over under 23 and a half minnesota's rashad bateman 26 and a half TCU safety, Trayvon Merrick, 27 and a half. Florida receiver, Kadarius Toney, 27 and a half. And Florida State cornerback, Asante Samuel Jr., 35 and a half. Those first four guys, if we are just using this as a guide of sorts, are projected to be gone, essentially. Now, you know, you, you have to take the over or the under on these, and, and that's how, you know, they're going to make their money or you're going to make your money. But the, the odds say, you know, that's, that's right around where those guys are projected to go. Asante Samuel Jr., obviously down a little bit. So if Farley's off the board, Bateman's off the board, Merrick's off the board, Tony's off the board, what, is, what does that do? How does how does that affect what's going on? And if you go to the Locked On Podcast Network, the ultimate mock draft 2021, which you should go check out if you haven't done that, you look at this draft. Bateman goes off the board at 20. Newsom goes off the board at 22. Marshall Jr. goes off the board at 23. You know, uh, Jeremiah Usu-Koromoa, who I think is going to go much higher than 27 in real life, is there at 27, but he goes. These guys 
could be going off the board and they could be guys that the Packers have real interest in picking. If if you add Kadarius Tony, who's who's here on that list, he did not go ahead of where the Packers picked in this mock draft. I'm not going to spoil who I picked by telling you if I did pick him or not, but he was available when I picked. Would he be someone Green Bay is interested in? Sure. Now, I thought it was interesting. Daniel Jeremiah from the NFL Network did an interview. Well, he did a conference call. And he was asked about Green Bay. And he said, you know, he he thinks that they are going to be a team to move down. Because when you look at the players in the second round at the top, those, those early second round corners, that that is what makes sense for Green Bay to maybe move down, pick up some picks and go, you know, top of the second round. You see that Asante Samuel over under at 35 and a half. Daniel Jeremiah also mentioned Asante Samuel Jr. as a potential Packers player, a potential Packers fit based on what he is good at, based on the traits and based on what this defense wants to be. And when you go and look at what the Rams did at the position and the guys that they have made work, Jalen Ramsey is a size monster, right? But if you look at some of the other players that they've that they've made work there, Troy Hill, 5'10", 182, played really good in the slot for them. Darius Williams, 5'10", 180, last year playing opposite Jalen Ramsey. So if you're the Packers, you might be going, hey, look, uh, this defense, you don't need to be huge. Maybe you can justify going Asante Samuel and maybe you don't need to pick him at 29. You feel like you could move down, add picks. And in a scenario like the Packers were in in our ultimate mock draft, there were offensive linemen that you could take. Tevin Jenkins was still on the board. When I picked at 29, Liam Eikenberg was still on the board at 29. Sam Cosme from Texas. These are all offensive tackles. Still on the board. Jason Owe from Penn State. Still on the board. If you're in a position where all of a sudden there's still a bunch of guys. And when when we did our mock draft yesterday, I was sitting there at 29 going, well, Bateman could be there. Marshall could be there. Tony could be there. Newsom could be there. Samuel could be there. And now I moved up to 26 to get Newsom. But the Packers could be sitting there at 29 going, well, there's like seven, eight guys that we all that we think could still be really good. And so why let's if someone wants to come up, if someone wants to move up for Kellen Mond or Kyle Trask or Davis Mills, who's the hot name right now from Stanford. Would someone give Green Bay a little sum sum, and you can move down? The Eagles, you know, they have that high 30s pick, 37, I believe. Could you get them to move up and get that guy? Because the Eagles are apparently having a quarterback competition. I don't think that's out of the realm of possibilities. So we, we've talked about trading up. Trading back could be in the cards based on how the board falls. Now, I happen to think that there is a concentration of talent there at the top. And we're going to talk about this in a second when we when we talk about the hot list. 
But I also like the top of the second round guys. And I, and I often do, by the way. I often feel like, hey, there's some really good guys here at the top of the second. The thing is, the NFL consistently screws this up. I mean, the league as a whole, but by and large, but also you know, a lot of the member teams, and it is consistently the same teams, screw this up over and over and over. And they reach and they take guys that are not first-round talents and they take guys that Green Bay never had any interest in taking. And so if you're picking at 29, you should be getting a first-round pick. You should be getting a first-round talent. What becomes interesting is if you're sitting there and there's five guys that you have as first-round guys. Now, think back to what happened with Jordan Love. Green Bay said Jordan Love was the last guy in the tier for them. He was the highest guy on their board and the last guy on their tier. To me, that means he was the last guy that they viewed as a true first-round quality player. At the end of the first round, you are not guaranteed to have a first-round pick. And, and it could be higher than that. You know, I, I don't know what system that they use exactly, but generally speaking, teams tier it. You have, you know, this, this ultra elite level, top three, top five kind of prospect where you're going, this guy could be a Hall of Famer. This guy has got all pro, you know, Pro Bowl type stuff. And then top 10, maybe top 15, depending on, on what your range is. Okay, this guy could be a Pro Bowl caliber player. You know, one of the 10 best guys at his position. Top 10. And then it's, okay, first round pick is this guy can be a high level starter right away. Could be one of the best guys at his position. You know, has the ability to be the thing. Has the ability, you know, to develop into that sort of, um, you know, Pro Bowl caliber type or borderline Pro Bowl player. Certainly a high level preferred starter. Somewhere in there, you know, if we believe what they say, Jordan Love was at the bottom of one of those lists, and then there was a, a drop-off to the next tier. Green Bay could find themselves in that same position in this draft, where, you know, there's only one or two guys left. If they move up for that guy, they're not afraid to move up for that guy. We know that. They did it with Darnell Savage. They did it with Jordan Love. And, you know, the, the Jair Alexander thing, we I, I, it's a little disingenuous because they traded down first. You know, I always talk about how they traded up. Yeah, they traded up for Jair Alexander after they traded down half a round. <laughs> you know, they they traded down knowing they were going back up. So, you know, that's really a trade back. It, it's, it's, again, a little disingenuous of me and everyone who says, oh, they trade up every year. Yeah, that's true. But but really, the the Jair Alexander draft pick was a trade down, not really a trade up. So where are those tiers? What Where might they be for Green Bay? We're going to get into that in just a second. But before we do, let's hear from our friends at Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business that has been serving auto parts customers online for more than 20 years. It can be such a hassle to buy car parts, anything having to deal with a car, frankly. If you have to deal with people and cars, it is a pain. Don't do that. Cut out the middleman. Just go to rockauto.com and go to their catalog of car parts that is incredibly wide from 
Brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic car or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. And it's not just the, the stuff that they have at the place you happen to go for the price they happen to feel like charging you. At Rock Auto, everyone pays the same reliably low price. Professionals, do-it-yourselfers, doesn't matter why pay up to twice as much for the same parts. Go to rockauto.com now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. This year, the Locked On Podcast Network is partnering with the Draft Network to cover the NFL Draft live. Get insight and analysis from Locked On local experts and the Draft Network's national experts. Subscribe to the Locked On NFL YouTube page to watch live three-day coverage of the NFL Draft April 29th through May 1st. So I mentioned the hot list. And this is the, I think the, now the third day that we've talked about it. So I went back and finessed it a little bit. And when you talk about trade downs, you know, the thing you're, you're looking at is, okay, how is, the, how is this round going to end? Who is going to be available? And if the right guys are not available, who are the targets? You have to, it, trading down is not just an exercise in asset acquisition. You can't just say, okay, give me all the stuff and I'll move down. You have to have some idea, okay, this is the delta of talent that I, that I believe I'm giving up now. There is a sort of analytic side of this that says, okay, um, it actually is better to just have these bites at the apple. And your assessment of the talent gap is probably incorrect anyway. <laughs> and so, yeah, just trade down. Always trade down. Well, at some point, you got to pick players. And so you have to find, as best you can anyway, those sweet spots. So as we look at the hot list, there are 23 First round players. Now remember, this is the composite board mixed with Packers types and tendencies. So we're, we're trying to say, okay, these are the players we think they would like to draft and the approximate place where they are likely to go. So we can, we can do a little crossing off here. In all likelihood, at the top of this list, Trevor Lawrence, Penny Sewell, Kyle Pitts, Jamar Chase, Rashawn Slater, Micah Parsons, Patrick Sertain, J.C. Horn, Quiddy Pay, Christian Derrissaw, Elijah Vera Tucker. We're not going to do this for every every round. Don't worry about it. Um, Elijah Vera Tucker, Jeremiah Wusu Koromoa, and probably Caleb Farley are pretty comfortable that those guys are going to be gone. Well, there's still 10 guys left on the first round board. So then... How do you prioritize these players? So Jalen Phillips from Miami, the pass rusher, I think he's going to go sooner. Trayvon Merrick from TCU could be there. I think he's a top 20 type talent, could be there. Tevin Jenkins, the offensive tackle from Oklahoma State, could be there at 29. Zayvon Collins, the linebacker from Tulsa, could be there at 29. Greg Newsom the second, the cornerback from Northwestern, could be there. Christian Barmore could be there. Rashad Bateman from Minnesota could be there. Kadarius Toney from Florida could be there. Jason Owe from Penn State could be there. And Travis Etienne from Clemson. That's the end of the so-called first round guys that also meet the Packers' preferred types. But now think about what Daniel Jeremiah said. There are these players at the top of the second round that could be appealing to Green Bay. Now, he said corners... But the top of the, the second round, based on, on this composite board, Terrace Marshall, 
receiver from LSU, Elijah Moore, receiver from Old Miss, Rondale Moore, receiver from Purdue, Alex Leatherwood, offensive tackle from Alabama, Sam Cosme, offensive tackle from Texas, Asante Samuel Jr., cornerback from Florida State, Creed Humphrey, center, Oklahoma. You could go even a little bit further down, Dylan Radins, Liam Eikenberg, Eric Stokes. Those are some good players. Some good players. So let's say the board breaks a little weird. And Farley and Newsom, the corners that you like as, as real firsts, are gone. And the receivers, Bateman, Tony, Merrig, the safety, they're gone. Barmore goes earlier than expected. What what do you do? You're sitting there. There are some pass rushers there. Let's say, you know, Gregory Moreau from, from Miami has fallen. Jason Owe from Penn State has fallen. All the running backs are there. Uh, and you're just like, okay, well, I don't love these options. You could trade back and get someone on the top of these boards. You know, based on this board, yes, they're tiered by ranking. But if you just do player number, Terrace Marshall on his board is 25. Elijah Moore is 26. Rondell Moore is 27. Because those other players you don't like, you don't love, you're just not going to draft them. You're just not going to draft them. So these are the guys you want to draft. So who cares if another team takes a player that you didn't want to draft? So that could make some sense. Let's look at the back end of the second round where Green Bay is likely to be picking. Javon Holland, safety from Oregon. Joe Tryon, pass rusher from Washington. Richie Grant, safety from UCF. Ifatu Melifanwu from Syracuse. Davion Nixon from Iowa, Jabril Cox, the linebacker from LSU, Aaron Robinson, the corner from UCF, Diami Brown, wide receiver in North Carolina, Baron Browning, the linebacker from Ohio State. That's a good group. That's a really nice group of players. You could feel good about any one of those guys at 62. And more than likely, one of those guys is going to be there. And if you don't like that group, there is a really nice group of third round quality players. There's 20 of them. That's for a non round one. That's a huge number. And and there are some there are some players that you go, yeah, this this guy could might come in and and start has a chance. You know, the end of that round, you're talking about Spencer Brown, the tackle from Northern Iowa, Paulson Adebo, the cornerback from Stanford, who, by the way, I think is a, a, an early second round kind of pick. Kenneth Gainwell, running back, could be a slot receiver from Memphis. Tommy Tremble, the tight end from Notre Dame. Milton Williams, the defensive lineman, the guy who I took in the mock draft. But also Brady Christensen, the tackle from BYU. Walker Little, the tackle from Stanford. Hunter Long, the tight end from Boston College. Cameron McGrone from Michigan. There's a lot of really good players right there. These are players that you are happy taking. And so you have to feel pretty good about the position that you're in. You can trade down in the first and get and get your guy. I, I believe that. You can trade down and still get someone you really, really like. If, if the 23 guys on your first round board are all going to be gone, seems pretty unlikely, but it could happen. It happened with the Jordan Love pick, apparently, although I, I tend to think that they thought Jordan Love was a top 15, top 10 type pick. 
That's I, I mean, I, I, that's what makes the most sense to me in that situation. They go, okay, this guy's falling. We can give up picks. Let's go get this guy. But it's the same kind of deal. If you think Greg Newsom is a top 10, top 15 type talent, and he's there at 21, you can justify the value. So go do that. There are a lot, but but at the same time, I just gave you, you know, in the top three rounds of this draft, there's 70 guys that would be on the Packers list. That's more than essentially the rest of the draft in terms of draftable players. You get into, you know, round seven or later, which is round seven in UDFAs. There's only 50 guys after that. So most of the guys you really like are in the first. So if you're going to trade down, if you could trade down to get an extra guy in that range, maybe that's a smart thing to do, especially if this board really gets depleted or if the guy sitting there is at a position you're, you're not you know in love with taking. You don't want another project in Jason Owe or you don't think Zayvon Collins is an ideal fit for your defense, both of which I think are true for Green Bay. Although, you know, they both could be good players. David Collins, you know, is a grizzly bear playing linebacker. Dude is huge. Jason Owe is an all-time, an all-time athlete at the position. I mean, at, at you know, 260, guys running sub 4-4. I mean, just crazy athleticism, but didn't have a sack his last year at Penn State. That's a problem. So if I could trade back and still get Terrace Marshall or Elijah Moore, or Alex Leatherwood, or Asante Samuel Jr. That's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing because I I have a first round. I personally have a first round grade on Elijah Moore, on Asante Samuel, on you know I have, I have a, a borderline first grade on Paul Sanadibo, high second. I've got a first on Ifatu Milifanu. So I I'm I'm very comfortable moving back. But if someone that you really like falls to you, bang, you take them. And, you know, look, that happened to me in the in the ultimate mock draft. Someone I really like, someone high on this list, someone high on my list happened to be there. Boom. Done. Take them. They're mine. But trading down makes sense. And as I mentioned yesterday, you look at the fourth round. Not a lot here. I mean, just really not a lot here. Only 14 players in the fourth round on the board. But... I kind of like all of them. Look, I kind of like all of them. So, you know, you look at the back end of of the fourth here, the board, Amory Thomas, you know I like him. Divine Diablo from Virginia Tech, the safety. Caden Stern, safety from Texas. Khalil Herbert, running back from Virginia Tech. Bobby Brown, you know is my dude, the defensive lineman from Texas A&M. And Shaka Tony, the edge from Penn State. This is one of those, those things about the draft that I never understand. Shaka Tony tested like a freak athlete, was actually productive in college. And he is projected to be a fourth-round pick, while Jason Owe, who did not produce in college, tested like an even higher freak, but is going to be a first-round pick. Explain that to me. This is not Rashawn Gary, Chase Winovich, because Chase was an undersized, not elite athlete. Rashawn Gary was an all-time size-speed athlete and you know had the pedigree and all that stuff. It's not the same. We're talking about two guys who are both excellent, excellent athletes and one of them produced. So what are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing here? I don't get it. But there is there is really good depth. There's really good depth in this draft. 
fifth round, sixth round. There's there's legit dudes on the board at the end of the fifth round. I mean, you could be getting Dalen Hayes, the, the pass rusher from Notre Dame that the Packers have met with. Charles Snowden, the linebacker from Virginia that, that the Packers met with. Darius Stills, the defensive tackle from West Virginia. Javian Hawkins, the running back from Louisville. I mean, these are guys who, who can come in and help your team. Even in the even in the sixth round, when you look at the back end of the sixth. By the way, in the sixth round, twenty-one guys on the board in the sixth round. Guys like Brendan Hymas, Jonathan Marshall, my dude from Arkansas, Des Fitzpatrick, the receiver from Louisville, who I like. I mean, there are there are players at every spot here where you go, yeah, okay, I like that. And and even in four in the fourth round where there aren't that many dudes like. Everyone on that list I'm down with. So, yeah, okay, if if what you want to do is take those fourths and, and go trade up and get another top 100 pick, I'm all about it. I'm all about it. I think, frankly, that's a great idea. So, you know, how, how would you go about doing that? Look, I don't have a great answer <laughs> because it would, it would probably have to be, you know, something at the end of the third. But you pick at the end of the third. So I don't know exactly what that shape would be, but there, there is just so much to like about how this draft has shaken out for Green Bay and, and the ways that they can attack it. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, Major League Baseball, hockey, they're all in full swing. Bet Online even covers award shows, TV shows, reality TV with real time odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device and sign up today to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code. Code locked on. That's right. You put money in, use the promo code locked on, and they will match it up to 50% because Bet Online is your online sportsbook experts. The Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Locked On and Odyssey is happening now. Featuring analysis from NFL experts like Michael Irvin and Brian Baldinger, plus our local experts for every team making trades and picking the next stars for their team. Search The Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Odyssey is your new audio home for all the sports, podcasts, music, and news that matter to you. That's A-U-D-A. C-Y. All right, we're getting back tomorrow. Ben Solak from the Locked On NFL Draft podcast. I was just on their show uh, making a pick for the Packers. That show will come out tomorrow. You will see who I picked. Um, I will break it down in depth on our show to open the show. I will also break it down on uh, Ben and Trevor's show over on Locked On NFL Draft. So check that out. And of course, Ben will be on to talk about uh, not just that pick, but but other possibilities for Green Bay. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the like us on Facebook, subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that 920-341-3775 to stay Locked on Packers.